You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Pemba. Well, what's going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with Howard Bender. This is the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast here. Week 7, Howard, you've called it by Mageddon. I've called it by Apocalypse. We have a 11-game. NFL slate this week. Teams on buys. We have the national televised games, Howard, that are not going to be on the main slate. So we are, we have the shorter player pools. Some of the you know top end fantasy players are on buy this week, Howard. So it makes the roster construction you know, maybe a little bit more difficult this week than the weeks past. Yeah, I would definitely say so. And then, of course, when you're looking at the the specific matchups and you're looking at the pricing, we're so far when I put together the watch list, one of the things that I kind of noticed, especially because of how high priced Derrick Henry is. I mean, let's just put it right there: eleven thousand on Fanduel. I think he's ninety two hundred on DraftKings right now. Yep. Uh, but the question is: is do you fit him in? Do you not fit him in? And then when you start looking at the other positions and you start realizing that every elite wide receiver is in is in a smash spot, right? It's a cup against Detroit, Devontae Adams against Cincinnati, DeAndre Hopkins in a revenge game narrative against um, the, uh, the, the Texans. So right off the bat, you're looking at high-end wide receivers in a smash spot. Derrick Henry in a very good spot, and obviously he's always in a good spot. So it's, all right, well, where am I going to find the value and, and, and make that happen? And it, it does make lineup construction a little trickier because you you can't if you if you put Derrick Henry into your lineup, I mean it is it is ridiculously tough. I mean, listen, if it's a GPP lineup and you're gonna throw a bunch of darts, right? You're gonna be all right, Rashad Bateman's thirty four hundred and Shy Smith is the min price. Whatever the if you're gonna do something like that and hope to hit a GPP, okay, fine. But how many times have we looked at the winning lineup in a, in a big GPP and been, how did I not put that lineup together? It's, it's well balanced. There's no craziness in there. And I, I think that's, that's what makes it so confusing when you see so much high price talent right now. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent with you there. And, and yeah, roster construction at the end of the day, obviously is always, it, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. You said, you, you have the plays, you're doing the research, you see how they're putting everything together. And you're like, I, I had all these guys. I had these guys in the playbook. I had these guys in the coaches article. And it's just, it's putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And like you said, sometimes it's not about getting too cute. We have to go stars and scrubs. Sometimes you're going, so I'll be on later tonight, or I guess you're listening to this now on Saturday, the fantasy swamp that we do on alarm after hours, looking for those, those cheap value plays. Well, Sometimes those are the ones that sink your lineup as much as they help your lineup. So honestly, this, yeah, maybe you're building a little bit more of a balance. You're getting in the, the solid plays, and and that's what's going to end up winning out, Howard. So let's kick it off at the quarterback position here. You mentioned DeAndre Hopkins and his revenge narrative. Well, the man throwing him the football is the most expensive quarterback on DraftKings this week. That's Kyler Murray. But when it comes to these types of matchups, the questions I always have are, you know, is he going to score enough before they turn to the run? maybe before they bench him, before they go in a different direction and, and preserve him because we're looking at a game with, what, 17 and a half points spread, Howard? I mean, Houston is not expected to be very competitive in this one. So if you're looking at these top-tier quarterbacks, like Kyler Murray, like Tom Brady, who's in a double-digit point spread game, you know, 
does that shy you away from them? Or do you think, all right, Vegas has them as huge favorites because they are going to score the points and they're going to be the ones uh, giving us the production this week? I think more often than not, it comes to that where you 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 are worried as far as whether or not they're going to pull back and just run the ball. But I, I think in these matchups here, when you're talking about Arizona against against Houston and you're talking about even the Rams against the the Lions the offenses are and the schemes that they use Cliff Kingsbury and 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 Sean McVay they they want to throw the ball so they are going to utilize these quarterbacks you might not get the rushing yards out of Kyler Murray that you want but you're definitely going to get the passing work from him right you're definitely going to get the passing work from Stafford and and if it turns out that they're going to run the ball more in the second half, then then okay, so be it. But sometimes, I mean, it, it's obviously it's a case by case, you know, basis. But yeah, more often than not, when you see these big point spreads, and it's going to be this lopsided game. Well, then you're like, yeah, I, I want to be invested in the running backs, not the quarterbacks. Yeah, I kind of lean in the in that direction at times with you as well. The the quarterback that's kind of wedged in between that grouping is Patrick Mahomes. Everybody I feel is they're seeing him throw all these interceptions, right? He's got seven interceptions over the last four weeks, but he threw for 400 yards last week and he threw for two more touchdowns and he's offsetting the turnovers just with the pure you know the sheer volume that he's that he's throwing. Do you feel that's the same way against a Tennessee team that was going to look to control the clock on the ground with him? I think in all honesty, I think Kansas City whoops their ass. Here's the thing is that when you look at at, at Tennessee, all right? It's it's not that their run defense is good, it's just that the easiest way to beat them is through the air. Right? The secondary is terrible. The middle of the field is 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 wide open. Their pass rushes mediocre at best so it's going to give Mahomes plenty of time to to set up in the pocket here so uh, to me I mean yeah I, I'd probably I'd be more inclined to use Mahomes than I would to be using Murray this week yeah I'm, I'm sort of in the same situation as you as well and not only that we know how bad Tennessee's defense is so and equally we've seen Mahomes I mean the the Chiefs defense be awful so if I'm spending up, I, th- I think I'm looking at my homes. I still, Tom Brady, I talked about this on the regular Fantasy Line podcast that I do with Andrew Cooper, sprinkled it into the quarterback coach. He's the Brady has thrown 13 touchdown passes in, or four, sorry, 14 touchdown passes in the three home games that he's had this season. If you look at Brady's down games this year, they've all been on the road. You look at his home games, he's absolutely dominated. And those games have been blowouts as well. He threw five touchdowns in a 48-25 win over against Atlanta. He threw five touchdowns in a 45-17 win against Miami. I'm not worried about this game having a 13.5 point spread because Brady is throwing regardless, right? He's got five straight games, four straight games with at least 40 pass attempts uh, as well. I know Antonio Brown has already been ruled out, but if anything, that just makes it easier to figure out where the ball is going to go, right? There's there's going to be Chris Godwin and Mike Evans this week against Chicago. So uh, I, I think Brady's in play just because he's kind of on that FU tour. Yeah, I actually, I, I updated the watch list and I put that in there. When I when I added Tom Brady to the, to the watch list, I cited the 14 out of 17. I was talking about that on the air today on Fantasy Alarm as well. I mean, listen, it's, it's a great play. It's, it's kind of funny. I see this game. Like this is this is one of those games where I just kind of uh, maybe I'm I'm putting more stock into the Chicago defense, 
But this is a game where, yeah, Brady could end up throwing for three or four, should throw for three or four touched, but that's kind of it from them, right? I mean, I could see it being a, a, a 20, 24, 28 score for them. And then it's just, let's, we'll see if it's 14 or something like that for the Bears, if they can put something together. But yeah, I, I, it's weird. I just don't see this game. I Brady, because I'll use Brady in cash, not think twice about it because of of the home start and the st- I just don't necessarily see him lighting it up here. Yeah, I don't know. I think, again, I, it, I see why you feel that way. And I think common consensus is to look at the matchups and be like, they're going to blow them away. They're, they should run the football. But it just, I don't know. It, do, it seems like it doesn't matter what Tom Brady and this team. He wants to break records. He wants to, he wants to just embarrass teams, it feels. I'm not, I'm, I'm a big firm believer in, in sort of narratives and what they got going on here. I mean, he looks great. So I would still throw him in. At least at cash games for sure. I think that's that's perfect there. Any of these 7K quarterbacks get, get jump at you? I mean, Stafford has that game against the Lions. <laughs> I love Stafford. I really do. Wait, let me take a look at the pricing on DK because I'm on a FanDuel. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, some Vandal guys out there too. If they're similar, right, price. right, right. Well, I mean, I'm just they're they're all looking in the uh, in the in the similar price range and stuff that. So yeah, listen, I, I I think Aaron Rodgers going up against Washington is a is a great spot to be in. I think that he's, um, I think he's in a he's in a great spot for this game. I think they're gonna throw they're gonna throw a bunch. I love Stafford. I listen, I can't go against Lamar Jackson either, right? I mean. You look at the at the matchups here and where where they're at. Rodgers against Washington, their secondary is horrible. Baltimore against Cincinnati, uh, the defense is weak. The the big ups, their big spend up in the offseason was Trey Waynes. He's still on IR. And then Stafford against Detroit. I mean, <laughs> I mean that one, that one right there. It's 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 so funny arguing with Adam Ronis about the revenge game narrative. And he's well, wouldn't Stafford be grateful to Detroit to to because they they traded him? Um, it doesn't matter whether he's grateful or not. The bottom line is, is he wants to show Detroit, you guys traded me for a joke, and and this is what you this is what I look when you surround me with top talent. Why couldn't you get me, you know? more guys right yeah, i mean listen after megatron oh you sound you know, andy up right You're, why couldn't you keep megatron for a little longer <laughs> right yeah it's just it, they, they galladay obviously they had hoped would be the replacement right they, they were maybe hoping that would end up being the guy that comes through for them he wasn't able to stay healthy on the field they had one good year together marvin jones is fine but he's not a number one they just were never able to do anything and the team was always bad so and when they had those top tier picks howard they bungled them, you know. When they when they had the a top five pick, they weren't making good picks with those with those guys. So yeah, yeah, they never they never got him help. He was always hurt. The offensive line sucked. But now now he's loaded. And, and the same thing that I said last week is sort of holds true here again. You hope that he gets the points before they sit him down. They they rested him in that game against the Giants at the end because they didn't need any more points. He got his four touchdowns. So he gave you your twenty six fantasy points, but he basically didn't play the entire fourth quarter or half the fourth quarter there. So you hope that he goes out there, throws for four again and, and against Detroit, and we can get you the fantasy points. But it's still probably a really good cash game uh, play there as well. If we're looking in the mid-tier, Howard, anybody, any of these guys jump out to you? Well, I'm just going down the list here, basically. So if, we, if we're going through that and we talked Stafford, further down the list, Matt Ryan and Tua Tungavailoa. I actually, both these guys going up against each other, I think this is actually a really nice spot. I think both teams can succeed against each other. Atlanta's defense is, is terrible, and I know they've had the bye week to 
kind of prep for this one here. But they, they, they also really didn't have a, a lot to look at. I mean, with the exception of last week and I think, what, week one, the, the, the film they've been watching on Miami is all like Jacoby Brissett. So I'm sure they did some prep work. But to me, the two of that faced Jacksonville, and granted, it's Jacksonville, but the two of that faced Jacksonville was light years different than the two of who even started the season. Right. So I look at this as, as a great spot for, for, for Tua to be in, but then for the same token, with what my, with what Atlanta has, Matt Ryan, uh, Calvin Ridley's back and he's good to go now. Uh, Cordero Patterson, as vomitous as that is, Miami sucks against the run too. Their, their corners, their cover corners aren't doing the job that they were supposed to do. And as a result, then teams are not only, they're able, teams are also able to establish the run. And then once the safeties come in, these cover corners can't handle the uh, the coverage there, and uh, and so they end up sucking. So I actually think this game could go back and forth. I think both guys can hit. Yeah, I I actually do this game a lot as well. I was looking to see right now. Do we have a update on Devontae Parker yet? He he's questionable. So he, he sucks anyway. Come on. The look at the target share that he's had though. I mean, granted, he hasn't played in a few weeks, but nine seven nine seven are the targets that he's had. It's 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 something I would have interest in just because he's $5,000 if he was going to be active there. I mean, obviously we know Waddle and, and Gesicki are, are also strong plays there, but if you add those two guys, I what do you think of Daniel Jones if Shepard and Slayton end up being active here? Do you have any interest against Carolina with him? I, what Shepard just had a setback the other day, Did he? too, Did he right? he end up having a setback? What's that? He ended up having a setback. Yeah, I saw a, a report that Shepard suffered a setback in Thursday's practice, and so okay. I don't even know if if he practiced today. I think he's still listed as questionable. I'm I'm out on Daniel Jones completely right now okay. because it's, it'll be Devontae Booker, but there's no Galladay, there's no Tone. Engram is questionable and sucks at catching. Shepard had a setback, and so we're not sure. Darius Slayton, he's still been limited in practice the entire time. There's no CJ board. Who the hell is 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 catching the football over there? I mean, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, there's not a lot of options there. I was I was reading some things that both Slayton and Shepard were questionable to play. As of six o'clock tonight, Howard, it looks like he's gonna be a game time decision. That is Shepard. So oh, uh, which was such a bummer because he was he's in such a great spot. Yeah. If if him and Slayton were healthy. I didn't give a shit about Galladay or 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 Tony. I was all right. These guys are are fine. I thought Shepard was going to be in a little bit of a smash spot, but I I won't no I won't touch him now. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh, any of the quarterbacks? Nope. Yep, me neither. For me, uh, running backs. You mentioned Derrick Henry, <laughs> 9200. If you fit him in, you can fit him in. That's fine. Derrick um, Henry is he any good? Yeah, he's okay. He's he's a, he's an he's an all right running back. I don't know if he can win a fantasy championship with him because he doesn't catch the football. Three, sure, he's he's got ten touchdowns already. But I mean, what does that matter? Okay. I am I'm, to be perfectly honest for the for for the world out there. I'm embarrassed. I didn't have the top five pick very often. I think I had it maybe three or four times uh, in my leagues. I'm embarrassed about passing up on Derrick Henry. That I mean, it's just. I, whatever. I mean, it's just the, the dude has been an absolute beast. And as much as I was uh, loving Nick Chubb or thinking that everybody was kind of sleeping on Zeke a little bit, I I, I was worried about the workload. I was worried about how much he was going to be relied on and whatever. It shouldn't have been. <laughs> whatever. I, it was just, it was terrible. Yeah. If you can fit him in, you use him. If not, you got to pivot down to Daryl Henderson. Yeah. I was going to say, where are you, where are you going next after this? I mean, 
you know, if you're, if you're looking at DraftKings ratings, you see Baltimore has struggled supposedly against the run. We know Joe Mixon gets a lot of volume. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Bruce Arians said in an interview just the other day that Fournette is bought in and he's their guy. And we've seen now three touchdowns over the last two weeks out of him. I know Chicago's run defense is is kind of tough, but if you think Kemba Bay is just going to be up big, then Fournette's going to get a lot of those those carries. You mentioned Cordell Patterson. Whenever he's on the field, they give him the football. And then you have Daryl Henderson there against Detroit. Yeah, I mean, listen, Henderson's the most expensive out of them all, right? But, I mean, it is against Detroit, and I do I do him a lot. I really do. I mean, I think it's, it's a great spot to be. If you're not using Derrick Henry, then being able to, it's a little easier on, on DraftKings than it is on FanDuel. Believe it or not, FanDuel, he's Daryl Henderson's eight grand. So it wow. makes it a little tougher to fade to to fade Henry and just say, oh, I'm going to go with Daryl Henderson on FanDuel. On DraftKings, it's definitely easier with the 6,600. Mixon, yeah, you're right. Good, good, solid option there. Fournette, good, solid option there. I'm sitting there. I think Henderson will see the volume. I think Patterson will see the extra work there. Chuba Hubbard this week. He had a good, solid week last week. I think, didn't Matt Rule come out and say that we're just going to run the ball more now? Yeah, he said he wants to establish the run because obviously his receivers and Sam Darnold are having trouble. So uh, he wants to control the game a little bit more with the running game. And yeah, Chuba Hubbard's going to be the one to carry the workload. I actually, in this case, I actually believe Matt Rule. Right. I think they mm-hmm. will establish the run that will open up the play action a little bit more. I think that's that's something that, that Carolina needs to just kind of go back to the basics. Hubbard had me in a hundred yard game the other week, right? Yeah, he did. And he even ran. He looked OK against Minnesota, a 16 for 61 there. So, I, yeah, I agree. It's the, it's the Giants. You can you can run on this team. So you can definitely run on this team. So I Chuba Hubbard there. Um, Daryl Williams, Damian. Probably not. Probably not. I'd rather, I, if I'm paying down, I'm going to pay down to James Conner. Okay. Conner, like, I think, I think, just think game narrative there. Yeah. I think, I think for the second half, Edmonds, they could, they can give Edmonds another week to kind of rest his shoulder a little bit. And, and, and Conner's been getting the touchdowns, he's been getting the goal line work. And uh, yeah, I think that it's, listen, obviously, obviously DeAndre Hopkins has pulled aside both Kingsbury and and Kyler Murray and been, dude, I want to mess these dudes up bad. And so he'll get his 100 yards and his two touchdowns, right? And then meanwhile, then J.J. Watt's going to walk in and be like, coach, we got to destroy these guys. I want I want multiple sacks in this game. I want to score a defensive touchdown, right? Like he, that's how much he hates Houston as well. And then Connor will pick up the scraps. Let me ask you this for value. And you maybe you already know where I'm going. Latavius Murray's already been ruled out. Devonta Freeman is $4,400 and been expected to be the starting back for this week. Would you be willing to spend the 4,400 on Freeman after last week's performance? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I mean, the problem is, is that he's never going to get a, a big workload. They'll mix in. They'll if Tyson Williams is active, he'll get mixed in there. If Lev Bell is active, he'll get mixed in there. I mean, I because even Latavius Murray's been leading this backfield, but I mean, has he really been seeing the the touches that inspire you to to have a guy at a GPP? I mean, he had 18 carries in their big win against Denver. There, I mean, I agree with you. Maybe maybe, maybe Freeman gets 12 carries in this game. But mm-hmm. there's a potential for a touchdown, rushing touchdown there. 
You know, on a slate, you mentioned where we're we're kind of looking for a little bit of value at the running back position because we like the wide receivers that the spend up for. Freeman could be that guy. Did you specifically pass over J.D. McKissick because Antonio Gibson returned to practice? Stupid. A little bit. I mean, I don't know. He's he's fine at 5K. Uh, you can use him. It's PPR. It's fine. He's just so... They they lost by double digits against New Orleans and he barely made an imprint. But they lose by double digits against Kansas City and he has eight for sixty five. So there are plenty of games in Buffalo where they lost forty three to twenty one where he was a non factor. So it feels they don't even know what kind of game script to use them in. Some weeks they use them in blowouts when they need to pass. Some weeks they don't use them in blowouts when they need to pass. So it just feels like there's there's definitely some yo yoing going on with McKissick there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you gotta kind of take a look and see, I mean, what the defense is that, that you're playing against. I mean, right. You said new Orleans, he was, he barely played, barely touched the ball. Yeah. Barely played. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, if, if, if you're just kind of scoping out some DVOA, it's all right. Well, new Orleans only given up about 40 yards, a little more than 40 yards. People aren't dropping to the, uh, to the running back as often there. Yeah, I'm just looking at if you're thinking of game flow with this. So I'm sure maybe Green Bay struggles against pass running backs a, a little bit more, and therefore the value is, is there with him. I just look at this isn't a good team. It's a team that's lost by double digits on three or four times already this season, and McKissick was only useful in half of those games. So it's why, why was he scripted out in weeks five, in weeks three, but he is useful in weeks four and week six, I guess is where I, I am curious on, you know? Well, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to dive in. We'll find we'll out. Dive we'll dive in. We'll find out. Any other running backs, Howard? I don't think so. Not down at that uh, at that price, unless you want to say Ramondre Stevenson against the Jets. But I don't really. Uh, I mean, he's no different than Carter with less volume. So there uh, you go. Or Connor, rather, you need the, you need the <laughs> touchdown. Uh, All right, our, let's hit the wide receivers. Yeah, wide receivers. Because uh, that's that's just tasty right there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're if you're able to fit them in, you get Devontae Adams against this uh, this Washington secondary. Adams let everybody down last week, but you know we also saw him go for over 200 a few weeks prior. Tyree Kill, you mentioned Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley against Miami. How are you, I guess, separating these top wide receivers from one another? How am I separating? I mean, again, to me, you want the the more competitive game. So to speak, I think because I, I Tyree Kill against Tennessee because I think Tennessee will just keep pounding the ball with Derrick Henry as much as possible, and 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 this game it won't turn into the big blowout, right? Um, if Cooper Cup, I'll tell you what, if, if you look, if Cooper Cup doesn't nail his the bulk of his points in that first in that first half, then it's worrisome there, right? Because then they could turn to the run for the whole second half, and it's why why throw Cup out there and put that risk out there. DeAndre Hopkins, just it's the revenge game narrative. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I mean, everybody just hates Houston. Hates him, right? I mean, and and Hopkins left on on bad terms. So, I mean, I I, I feel I feel obligated to play Hopkins in my primary lineup. Obligated. <laughs> it it does feel that there's a. That that just big game is coming. I I, uh, I a thousand percent agree with you there. You can this- get you you can get in in most lineups. You can I, I I'm saying at least one of these top four guys, and then at least one of the next tier right under. You can get so you can get well yeah I mean you you could conceivably try 
and do Cup and Hopkins. But I'm looking at Hopkins and Ridley as being more of a, a better pairing there. Yeah, Hopkins and Ridley's fine. Uh, Mike Evans is at 6,500. Again, I, I like Tampa Bay. No yeah. Antonio Brown either. No, right. no Antonio Brown. No, Mike Evans is, is certainly a guy that could very well be targeted here. If AJ Brown can get over his food poisoning from Chipotle, he's got he's got Kansas City. Uh, uh, man, you know, why, why are we why are we cracking on Chipotle? I'm not. He is. You didn't. He, he said it was from Chipotle. Oh, did he say he got he had Chipotle? Yeah. yeah, they interviewed him after the game, and he said on national television after that game. Oh, yeah, I ate Chipotle at 2 o'clock in the morning, and I've gotten food poisoning ever since. And then he said just the other day that he's still dealing with it. So not good news for Chipotle. <laughs> right? You'd think that Chipotle was probably suing this guy. <laughs> defamation of character. Not defamation. It's factual. If he ate the food and got food poisoning, <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But, yeah, he said Chipotle. So, I mean, Brown's at 63. Jamar Chase is probably good for one big catch game here. Maybe he's involved. We talked about Waddle. I like Waddle at 56. Devonta Smith is about the only guy catching footballs in Philadelphia, and now Goddard is back. Did you so. did you bypass Hollywood Brown without saying his name? I did because there's somebody else. Who? Well, well, fine. Well, I was going to talk about him in a little bit, but oh, you're going to talk about are you? Gonna, are you going to Rashad Bateman me? I am going to Rashad Bateman you. He's thirty-four hundred dollars. He had a sixty-four percent snap share his first game back and led the team in targets. Listen, I I was I was Rashad Bateman before you were even a glint in your daddy's eye. Well, yeah, but you can't. I mean, you can't bypass Marquise Brown. Listen, it wasn't a great game last week. Fine, right? Look at his game log every every other game. And the only other game that he had that bad one was the, the three drops, right? If he catch, I've said, if he catches one of those passes, one of those passes, he, he absolutely crushes. He's a no-brainer. He's a $7,000 receiver. He's not a 5,800 guy. Is he, though? Or is he just the only guy that Baltimore had at the time? Other than obviously Mark Andrews, but they had they used a first round pick on Rashad Bateman. They immediately threw him into the mix, and he was targeted at team high six times. I don't know. He's not Sammy Watkins. He's better than Sammy Watkins. So everybody's better than Sammy right, Watkins. Listen, I'm just listen. Hollywood Brown is fine at 5800 if you want to go there on DraftKings. I am just saying I'd rather play Rashad Bateman at 3400. So why don't you play them both? Stack them up with a little Lamar Jackson. Yes, I, I, I'm sure you could. I think you'd rather have Andrews in there somewhere, a Bateman Andrews stack with Lamar Jackson, but you could do. I'm sure, but you'll, I'm sure, come lineup day on Sunday, there'll be a Lamar Hollywood Andrews stack there for you somewhere. So, I, you're, so you're, you're just saying the presence of Bateman is, is a race, is negating everything that, that, that we've seen out of Hollywood Brown already. I think it's going to impact him. Yeah. I mean, listen, they they drafted him in the first round. He had a ton. Who gives of a positive- shit if they drafted in the first round? The fucking Patriots drafted Nikhil Harry in the first round. So who gives a shit about what the first round draft capital is? Come on. This you is- can't you can't make that a, a, a reason. Big deal. Sure you can. This isn't this on. isn't three years later. This is the year he was drafted. They you used the talking first... about the year that Nikhil Harry was drafted. They were like, oh, man, this dude sucks. No, that is not what happened. He was on IR till week seven, and then Tom Brady didn't want to throw to rookies. It's a whole different scenario. 
He didn't come on immediately, play almost 70% of the snaps, and lead the team in targets week one, Howard. There's That's nobody not- else, dude. That's the thing. Yes, they're finally getting a, another quality receiver, and Sammy Watkins is hurt. That's great. I love it. But to sit there and automatically, you're you're already you've already anointed him the number one wide receiver because of one game. I'm just saying, Howard, that it's he's cutting into the workload. He's on he's an option that was not there presently. Lamar only had to throw to Hollywood Brown downfield or Mark Andrews underneath. Now he has their current first round pick, who everybody was loving during the preseason during training camp before he got hurt that Lamar and him were connecting and all those camp highlight reels, which I know we don't feed too much into, but I think it speaks volumes that the first game he was active, he's on the field for 65% of the snaps and he was tied for the team lead in targets. It's not as if he was just out there running routes. Lamar was throwing to him more than he was throwing to Hollywood Brown. So Lamar was definitely throwing to him and the coverage was heavier on Hollywood Brown because Sammy Watkins was out of the freaking game. Tell the full story. Don't cherry pick. Sammy Watkins hasn't been in the game for a while now. I'm just, yeah. Okay. So if if there's going to be more coverage going to Hollywood because of how he's gone, isn't it more of a reason to go on, on Bateman over Hollywood Brown then if defenses are, are taking the top that way from him? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, just saying, man. Just saying words, Howard. You know, this is, this is something that we're going to end up tracking. He's a 6'2", 210 pound first round pick that they drafted for a reason. And they immediately threw him into the mix. He played 65% of the offensive snaps, led the team in targets. I don't know what else you want me to do. So at $3,400, I'd rather take my chance on him. How do you you take your crow, dude? Because you are very, very adamant about, about what you're saying here. You're incredibly dismissive about what I'm saying. You're saying the exact same thing over and over again about, one game of targets and and draft capital, and you haven't given anything else. I would I I would I would pump the brakes a little bit on being so brash about a rookie wide receiver. All right, I guess in we'll a run find in a run first scheme. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> anyways, anyways, your team Brown. I think Bateman's fine. Yeah, further down the five K tier here, Howard. Where where else are do you have any feelings on Corey Davis after the way the New England secondary has played these last few weeks? No, I have zero thoughts on Corey Davis. I'm, listen, I will not touch the Jets against Belichick. For whatever reason, fine. Houston, they they show up against Belichick, right? That That's fine. The Jets, never. You could say that Belichick against a rookie quarterback, it didn't work with Davis Mills. It doesn't matter. It's just against the Jets. And uh, and I will never I will never play a jet against Bill Belichick. I mean that's just that's a, a recipe for disaster. That's a lose. That that's that's lose. Right? How many more targets does Robbie Anderson need to get before he becomes uh, viable? Eleven, seven, and eleven the last three weeks. I would love it. He just needs to catch the ball, right? I mean. You could say what you want about Darnold, but let's face facts: there were a ton of drops in that game too. Ton of drops in that game. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on Robbie Anderson yet. I, I, the haircuts, the hairstyle is really stupid. He's not an attractive man. I don't know what's going on with the teeth. Listen, if he's gonna get the targets, at some point it's gonna pop, right? At some point, <laughs> I think so. You don't you don't get 38 targets or 
or whatever, the 29 targets, what the heck I just said it was, in three weeks and barely be able to produce. Right? It's, it's, put some stick on your gloves, man. I don't know. Right? Hold on to the football. <laughs> Hold on to the football. Well, Clifford Franklin, the football's a common yeah, cold. Clifford, Clifford Franklin's the only one coming down with it. Man. All right, what else we got? Darnell Mooney? Are you playing Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson this week? I don't think I'm playing either of them. I, I just, listen, I think that I, I don't tamp a secondary, but I, I need to see something before before I see, before I start investing again. I mean, it's just, it's a tough spot to be in right now with the, just yeah. a tough spot to be in with the, uh, with the, the Bears and their wide receivers. I mean, who knows? I guess if you had to pick one, it would be Mooney, right? I mean, recent performances. Apparently, actually, apparently, Allen Robinson's questionable. Uh, questionable with an angle all of a sudden. So, uh, limited participant Thursday and Friday in practice. So, well, I guess we'll have to monitor that one. If Mooney's the only guy, maybe he's the fantasy relevant one. Are you coming around on Miko Hardman at all? Coming around on Miko Hardman? Mm, no, not really. Not really. I like Nicole Hardman. I'm not going to lie. I definitely do him. I don't know if I'm all in on him yet. All right. Any other value receivers we want to talk about outside of Rashad Bateman? I was told that uh, it's Amon Ross St. Brown's birthday on... Oh, is that a Sandro? On Sunday, yes. Sandro Anello hit me with that one. <laughs> all right. Well, that's a good narrative to play. I mean... They've come through, and the targets have been there eight, eight, and seven in the last three weeks. Can he beat? Can he beat Jalen Ramsey? I guess we'll find out. Goff has got to maybe show up his old team, and Armand Armand Ross and Brown would be the one to do it. What do you think about Quez Watkins, Howard, against? Lyman? I mean, I think it's a it's an interesting dart throw. Sure, I don't. I, Jalen Rieger's been iced out apparently. So yeah, that I just don't get. That I just don't get. That's weird to me. But whatever, yeah. I mean, he's he's had a couple of drops. He's had a couple of deep passes. He doesn't really know what it is. He doesn't get a lot of separation for a kid who's uh, that fast. Yeah. And I find that I find that to be incredibly weird. <laughs> you would think somebody that has that kind of speed that, would, right? Yeah, that that would be able to, I mean, just do a shimmy. Do do some sort of move, right? Shake the coverage. Rounding off the routes, man. He's got to make him sharp. Got to get the quarterback and the cornerback to lose their momentum a little bit. And you can't do it. Top tier, we know Kelsey. We know Mark Andrews at 6K. Kyle Pitts, Steel Sicky. Where else are we going to? Yeah, I don't really know if I'm going in the mid tier again. Again, here it is. It's Kelsey against Tennessee is a smash spot, right? It's almost a no-brainer. Mark Andrews, obviously, is a great spot. And Darren Waller also. They're just going to keep force-feeding them targets, right? I mean, it's just... it's. And yeah. I think the, the Eagles give up the fourth most fantasy points per game to the tight end position. Which is surprising because they practice against, they were practicing against Ertz and Goddard every day, and yet they, they can't figure out how to cover uh, the tight end. I actually went over this with Justin Fenceman and Alarm After Hours the other day because he was asking me about how big of a disappointment Darren Waller has been. As Fancy, he's tight end five in, in PPR scoring. It's just, he's, he, he hasn't put up monster numbers. But comparatively to all of the other tight ends in fantasy, it's really only been Kelsey and Andrews that have been putting up huge numbers. And then you have some guys, Dawson Knox, who have been very touchdown dependent. Uh, and there was someone else, uh, Dalton Schultz, another guy that was touchdown dependent. And mm-hmm. then it was Darren Waller, who's just getting all the volume. So people can be upset with Darren Waller, but he's he's still there. He's still a top still five there. tight end production-wise. So yeah. um, I can see it. Do you, do you got her coming off of uh, off COVID here? No alerts anymore. No, I mean, it's all right. I'm not going to play him. I just I, I see what happens coming off of COVID. I think there's there's enough there. <clears throat> I'd, I'd 
pay $200 more to just go to Kyle Pitts in that matchup against Miami. Sure. Right. And hope that what we saw before the bye week kind of spills over. Or I'll go a little cheaper here and I'll take a guy who plays 100% of the snaps in Ricky Seals Jones. Or, yeah. hey, even even better, how about Zach Ertz's debut with Arizona? Yeah, the Ertz one is quite, is, is curious to me because the, the target share on that team has been so spread out. It could very easily be an Ertz day. You just you just yeah. don't know where the secondary targets are going are gonna to lead there in Arizona I, I don't hate it. I mean, Hunter Henry's also caught a touchdown three straight pa- in three straight weeks for New mm-hmm. England against the Jets. We know aren't aren't great against tight ends, but yeah, Ricky. The fact that Ricky Seals Jones, after what he's been doing since he's basically entered the starting lineup, is still under four thousand dollars on DraftKings, a free gift. They're just here. You go. Here's your thirty-seven hundred dollar tight end. We'll see you next week. You know, because he's going to be forty percent owned here against Green Bay. Yeah. What about OJ Howard with no Gronk? Yeah, I mean, no, no Gronk, no Antonio Brown, you said. So if he's active, they they go those three wide receiver sets. I mean, Howard could be somebody that gets spread out a little bit more. And he had the seven targets and touchdown last week. It's not my favorite play, but I think that there's definitely some potential for upside there. That's as low as I go. Coop's been trying to sell me on Cole Komet. No. Okay. <laughs> he's been trying to do it. He's been trying to talk me into it. The targets lately have been there. If Allen Robinson's hobbled, it's the Tampa Bay defense. It's, it's what he's been it's what he's been whispering. So, but he he also has his guys and commits one of his guys. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You gotta if you're gonna be the true tight end whisperer, all right, you, you have to you have to move off of your guys. You have to look at the matchups and you have to make that happen. What I picked a, a touchdown scoring tight end in what 15 out of 17 weeks. Yeah. Right? That's tight end whisper. Weren't you just taking the tight end that faced Arizona that year, though? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I mean, probably at, at some point during the season, you go and you do that. But you Because know, that, those... was the, that was the year that, that Arizona gave up a touchdown to a tight end. Every week, yeah. Well, you, you have to figure out and develop that. But I had other picks in there. Jeez, I remember in week three, everybody was giving me shit because I was, I'm, I'm in on Eric Ebron this week. And everybody was like, ah, you hate Eric Ebron. I'm like, yeah, I know I hate him, but guess what? He's going to score a touchdown this week. Was that the year before the Saints when he was a career year? It might have been. Yeah. Are you trying to discount my my? No, not at all. I'm just trying like, to Like, oh, wasn't that the year that everybody scored a touchdown against Arizona? Was the, uh... Oh, wasn't that the year that this guy had his break? Listen yeah, to you, the, dude. With the Raiders. I'm just trying to remember the history. Dude, I'm going to have to smack the shit I'm out remin- of you I'm in fucking fantasy now, I'm man. Reminiscing. I'm just reminiscing. Getting under, you trying to get under my skin. You trying to push my butt. You trying to poke I, I the bear in the you, zoo. I, I just hope that you've been building a line this whole time. Let's go for a defense here. I already told you I'm playing the Cardinals at 3100 against home against Houston. What I mean, I feel DraftKings forgot to refresh their prices for this week. To me, there's no reason that the Cardinals are this cheap against a team like this with their 17 and a half point favorites. 3100 dollars. We're trying to spend up it, guys. You're going to need to save money. So why not take the 3100 dollar defense? Yeah, I don't really see a super cheap defense this week. We were trying to, we were getting away with the Cowboys because they were super underpriced and Trevon Diggs kept picking off passes. Uh, I feel it's 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 the Rams, it's the Patriots, and it's the Cardinals this week. I, I, I won't say names, but I was listening to SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio this afternoon, and somebody was trying to potentially tout the Giants defense 
given Sam Donald's recent struggles with turning the football over and the Giants being at home, that there's maybe a potential there for a sneaky value play. But uh, that's that's not really for me. Was that, was that Chris Liss? I'm not, again, not here to name names. I'm just here to... I'm guessing that I know, was Chris Liss because he's a Giants fan. Mainly because I, I honestly can't tell you who it was. I just remember turning on the radio and listening to it. <laughs> You know, you look at the Giants' recent games, and and they gave up 38 to the Rams and 38 to Dallas. Well, this is the Carolina Panthers, so they were they were potentially talking about them being some value with the Giants' defense this week. But yeah, it's it's nowhere it's nowhere that I really want to go either, Howard. So I mean, spending up options I think are obvious. The Rams, but do you want to spend 5K? No, not really. The Buccaneers, the Patriots. I mean, listen, they did pick off. You're, you're Zach Wilson four times in week two. They had four, they had four sacks in that game. They had 19 fantasy points. They're only $300 more than, than the Cardinals. So I guess if you have the cash, you can play New England at home here. Yeah. Do you see any, any, any way to pay down for another one? No. Who are you looking at? Nobody. I told you who my three picks were. Yeah, no, I'm just, just seeing if there's, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing down there. It's garbage. It's hot trash. It's, I mean, listen, we're we're looking down here. The Packers, D, no. Dolphins, D, no. Raiders, hell no. Ravens, probably not. Bears, no. Bengals, no. Falcons, no. Chiefs, no. Giants, I'm not buying that. Jets, no. Eagles, uh uh-uh. Washington, no. I I mean, I'm, I'm going through the list. You want the Lions or the Texans? There you go. Not really. Texans, min price right there, two grand. Hey, the min price defense last week, I think, was that was Washington. And they always they always did some good things. Almost? How many points? I don't even remember. Okay. Let's see. They had uh eight. Ooh. Eight points for the min price defense. The Isn't min that price. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you really gonna bank a GPP though with the min price D hitting eight points? No, not unless they score a touchdown. Not unless they score a touchdown. I uh, agree 100%. So, all right. I got my lineup, Howard. Do you have your lineup? Are you good? Dude, I'm going to smoke your freaking lineup. I got I got lineups on DK and FanDuel. Oh, uh, well, you're, you're a champion. Why don't you kick off your FanDuel lineup then? Because I only got the DraftKings one. All right. Well, I got a little funky with my FanDuel lineup here, right? I'm going to go with a Miami stack. How about that? Ooh, okay. Rockin' Tua, J.D. McKissick, Chuba Hubbard. I got Calvin Ridley, Jalen Waddle, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Gesicki, Marquise Hollywood, motherfucking Brown, and the Rams D. You're you're just doing that to spite me, but that's fine. That's fine. Listen, I Hollywood Brown. I'm just looking at prices. I got lineup though. I, you get the Rams D in there. So like I got the Rams D in there. It's it's really the I think the 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 linchpin in this whole thing is probably. McKissick. I need McKissick to pop in this one. Like yeah. it, it needs to be one of those those kind of games because I love the receivers in Ridley, Waddle, and Hopkins, right? And and Brown, Gesicki. Why does Gesicki look like he's sixty years old in his uh, in his picture? I haven't seen it. I have no idea. <clears throat> it's not a good look. All not right. a good look. I got my I got my DraftKings lineup here, Howard. Uh, yeah. at, at quarterback, we're going Tom. Terrific, Tom Brady. At running back, I got Derrick Henry. The other running back, I got Daryl Henderson. At wide receiver, we have both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. We have Rashad Bateman at wide receiver three, $3,400. 
We got Ricky Seals Jones at tight end. We're going Quez Watkins, man, as my flex as a cheap play. 82 and 77 percent of the offensive snaps the last two weeks. So we're going some Quez Watkins. And then, of course, at the defense, we got the Arizona Cardinals. So I like that a lot because you got the two high end running backs in there, but you didn't really, you didn't strike. I mean, listen, the Quez Watkins play, I mean, you need that to pop. And Rashad Bateman is, if you had, if you had Bateman as the one pay down and you had somebody a little bit better, but I dig that, I dig that lineup. I mean, obviously the, the, the buck stack is, is, you know, cheaper than, uh, than you'd think. It is cheaper than you think, and the fact that there's no Antonio Brown should consolidate the targets to at least the two guys who are going to catch the football. It's a pain when you're trying to figure out, all right, is it going to be Brown and Evans? Is it going to be Evans and, and Galladay? Is it, no, not Galladay. Uh, Godwin is going to be Godwin and Brown. Now who it is. It, it's it's Brown. I mean, it's it's uh, Godwin and it's Evans. So as long as it's not Tyler Johnson or Scotty Miller this week, I think we're okay. Cameron Brake, baby. Right, exactly. Two touchdowns. Something crazy like that, I think we're all set. Utah, give me two. <clears throat> all right, well, my DraftKings lineup that I built, here you go. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Going with a Ravens stack. Okay. Oh, well, well, yeah, I figured. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Cordero Patterson, Shuba Hubbard. Cordero Patterson. Calvin Ridley, also. Little, little, little Atlanta stack there, mini stack in there. Jamar Chase. Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, Robbie Anderson in the flex, and the Cardinals D. Robbie Anderson in the flex. I mean, dude, 29 targets in three weeks, man. He's got to catch something sometime, doesn't he? So it it fades Henry, right? I I think it it could use a little bit of play. So here's what I did also, because that was the uh, the Bateman-Andrews stack. Mm Mm-hmm. But you could still go Lamar Jackson and Cordero Patterson, Chuba Hubbard. So same three players there. Jamar Chase, he's in there as well. But I go Hollywood Brown and Rashad Bateman. Let's me go up to Waller for the tight end. And then Robbie Anderson and the Cardinals D. So it's wow. basically the same lineup, but it's it's Bateman Andrews with Ridley, or it's Brown Bateman with Waller. The Waller play, I mean, I, the Waller play could, is probably going to be very low rostered. I, I think if he hits, you'll be one of the only people playing Waller today, this week. Yeah. So okay. I think it's good for GPPs. I'm with only two there on, on that one, Howard. So I got mine in. You know, I know you're going to put yours in. You're going to have the, <laughs> excuse me, the playbook in a dartboard ready for Saturday. You'll have the example lineups on Sunday. You'll Wait, you're not doing the playbook this weekend? Oh, next weekend, Howard. Shit. Next weekend, Howard, I am on the playbook and the dartboard. Everything is in Pemba special next weekend, everybody. So get ready. So I got the <laughs> I, got, I got the playbook. I got the dartboard. I'll have the example lineups. For this week, though, you got Howard. Uh, and then on Sunday, you have myself and Andrew Cooper again on the live stream, uh, bringing you up till noon, answering your start sick questions. So be sure to get in Discord, go to the live stream QA channel and enter in your start sick questions there for Coop and I to read. And then of course, Howard, give us the beat bender details for this week over on Yahoo. There is no beat bender D- game this time. It's an everybody wins 
contest here. 50 cent entry, right? $500 to the winner, all right? Last place still doubles their money. So fantasyalarm.com slash easy money brings you over to our uh, our Yahoo contest. Fantastic. So not a beat Bender, which is unfortunate because I had beaten Bender each of the last two weeks. So oh, is that uh, why you're all smug and shit this week? Okay. I'm feeling pretty good. Listen, I'm feeling pretty. Pretty good about myself. Plus, NBA, NBA basketball kicked back off, Howard. Basketball is my my one true love. We've had some great content already kick off the season. This is a, a big Friday, so I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly watching you and I, Howard. We listen. We're playing on FanDuel together tonight. We're both cashing, so we're feeling we're feeling good about it. So you gotta go over there, get the DFS NBA package. If you're listening to this and, and want to dabble around, you can go to NBA uh, DFSalarm.com/slash/NBA/Pro. Use promo code NBA Pro and save 30%. Or if you want access to all sports, because our NHL team was killing it out there, you can go month to month for $38 or $39 a month there, Howard, and get access to all of our sports content there. So you got to go check it out because uh, we're, we're winning everywhere, Howard. It's what we do, man. That's what we do, right? I mean, come on. We, we're crushing it in NFL. You off to a hot start in basketball. Murray and, and Dewhurst off to a hot start in hockey. I mean, come on. This is this is what we do. This is our thing. It is our thing. It is definitely our thing. And our thing's going to continue this week, week seven of the NFL season, Howard. So any final thoughts here before we run this one out? No. What? I'm just going to win a shit ton of money this week. Yep. Got to win all the money, then go to Vegas, right? Isn't that what we're doing? So... When what could money? possibly go wrong after that? Absolutely everything. <laughs> uh, so for Howard Bender, I'm John Pema, guys. We will catch you guys next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week.